Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of The Stoop here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Jonathan Ragus, and alongside me, Jeff. Just I don't think he could hang anymore, Perini. What's going on, man? Wow. Sounds like a challenge. Uh, yeah, a little beat up. Great weekend. Uh, I want to start off real quickly. Uh, no, it's Memorial Day, but uh, I want to congratulate my nephew, Michael. Uh, Michael Perini got married Saturday to the love of his life. It was a beautiful affair. So I was there Saturday. Sunday was at a barbecue with some friends. And, uh, yeah, roughed up. But, uh, hey, man, it's Monday, and I'm I'm here at the studio ready to rock. Very nice, man. Congratulations to your nephew. It's always fun when you get to marry the one you love and not because you probably knocked her up. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, as you said, it is Memorial Day here, and we want to send our our deepest thoughts and our deepest thanks to all the troops that are just around the world right now, all the troops that were missing in action over the years, all the troops that were killed over the years, because without them, Jeff, we most likely wouldn't be here doing this show tonight, man. So it's a day of remembrance, and it's a day of celebration of their lives and what they gave for us. So, um, and, and, and we're going to do it upright, because tonight, country singer Richard Lynch is joining us, and our top five list in a little bit, we're going to be talking about barbecue. Seriously, what's more American than barbecue and country music? Apple pie and baseball? Pretty much. Hey, well, I watched baseball today. I suffered through that uh, one nothing pitching duel with the uh, Mets. Congratulations. Uh, Matt Harvey picked, pitched a nice game today, so uh, I got my baseball in. <laughs> yes, I am so happy that he finally found his groove and they beat the Red Sox, man. Great White stuff, Sox. man. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> White, White Sox. Eh. Hey, listen, man. White Sox got a great pitching staff, man. Unfortunately, their bullpen is just <laughs> crap. So, yeah. it is what it is. But anyway, great show tonight. First, we want to start off by sending a, a monster thanks to Neil Middleton, Sean Hennessy, lead singer and guitarist of the band Royal Bliss. Uh, we had a blast with them last Monday, Jeff. What a show, man. They they were great. I mean, I know we talk about how great every guest of ours has been, and we do have a, a good lineup. But these guys, man... I kind of said, I was telling my buddy yesterday, it was kind of like you were sitting back at a bar, kicking back some beers, just talking to a couple of dudes. They were cool. They were funny. Uh, just real stories, man, and really fun. It was great having them. I want to thank them guys as well if they're uh, listening or uh, if they check us out on a replay. Thanks. You guys were outstanding. Yeah, and if they are listening, we need to have that pizza party with some crushed cheese that's going on on that pizza. I love it. Or maybe, we'll, or maybe we'll snort some uh, Cheez-Its. We'll, we'll have a blast, man. <laughs> Good old time. Good go. old time. Uh, but, yeah, like I said earlier, it's going to be a great show tonight. We'll be joined by country singer Richard Lynch, and we're going to have the honor of uh, getting to play four of his tracks right here on The Stoop tonight. Really, really looking forward to that. Listen to them uh, over the last few days. i got to say, you know what, man? I'm not a huge pure country guy, Jeff. Um, loved Waylon Jennings. Um, loved uh, Randy Travis. Um, you know, don't you know George Jones? Phenomenal. Uh, you know, there's you know there's a lot of you know artists in there that had some songs that you know you can dig. Not being a big pure country fan, but when I listen to Richard's stuff, it brings me back to that man. It brings me back to to pretty much the '80s when pure country was still just a monster, monster thing. Uh, so we'll get to listen to four of his songs. Uh, we'll start off with one in just a little bit here, but first. It's top five time, baby, and tonight's top five is our favorite foods for the barbecue. We're going to go old American 
style right now, and we're going to talk barbecue with our top five list. We're going away from music, we're going away from movies, we're going away from sports, and we're talking food, and I think we need to do that more often, Jeff. I love food. I'm ready for all kinds of food, and uh, I think the guys last week kind of prepped us for it with all their food talk, so uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for some uh, like, grub. I love food. I love food. <laughs> I love food. All right. All right. Uh, let's get so, it going here. We'll start out. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, kick it off, man. Okay, you got it. Number five. Um, on a barbecue grill, nothing better than a nice piece of corn on a cob. Uh, butter that baby up, wrap it up in tin foil, throw that on the grill, and let it uh, grow itself up nice. Awesome. Just my favorite way to eat corn um, right off the grill. Absolutely love it. Uh, number four, a little more of the, uh, I guess, more of the wealthier man's food, if you will. But every once in a while, if I could sneak it in, I'd like to throw some lobster tail on there. Uh, again, wrap it in foil and, and douse it with a little butter. Let the lobster tail cook on there. It's, it's outstanding. It's a little different than the, the boiled-type seafood, but it's really good if you get it on the grill. Um, number three, one of my favorites. doesn't make a difference if it's steak or chicken, but you got to go with the shish kebab. Uh, you get the meat on the stick, man. You get the peppers and the onion and the tomato, and you, you let that get real uh, nice and toasty, almost so it's black, and you peel it all off and eat it like a, almost like a food salad. It's, it's dynamite, man. Shish kebab number three. Number two is the conventional. It's got to be a tie, only because they tie together. And what's a barbecue without hamburgers and hot dogs? You know, the nice split-open, real well-grilled hot dog with all kind of fixing. I like everything in my hot dog. I, I mean, you name it, I'll put it on my hot dog. And, of course, hamburgers with all the fixings, cheese, and the whole nine yards. Number one for me, by far and away, if they're made right, uh, I'd become your bitch, man. Barbecue ribs. More of the pork-style ribs than the beef, but I do love ribs, man. You find me a, a person whose house makes good ribs, I'm there. I'll bring whatever you want. I'm your guy. I love me some good ribs. So ribs are my number one choice by far. I love it. And that's because Jeff just loves free food. So if you got barbecue going on, <laughs> Jeff will be at your front door. <laughs> I mean, if you're barbecuing uh, spaghetti, uh, I'm, I'll be there. I don't care. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's ever tried that. would love to see that. I'm Barbecued sure. spaghetti. Interesting. I have made spaghetti in the past. I did make, uh, back in the day, uh, barbecue chicken spaghetti. No, it sounds weird, but barbecue sauce, and I uh, fried up the chicken in barbecue sauce and put it over top of spaghetti. It was actually phenomenal, but, you know. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys that think barbecue sauce is pretty much good with almost everything. Uh, same, same way cheeses. I, I, I think you could put man. I put cheese on my cereal in the morning if I could, if it tasted better. But it, it really doesn't. Don't try it. Warning, people, do not try it. Um, yeah, it happens when you're poor, man, and uh, there's not much food in the house. But anyway, great list, man. Love it, man. Especially the uh, the lobster tail. Uh, you can never go wrong with that on a barbecue grill. All right, man. Number five for me, man. It's a little bit of a toss-up here. Pretty much almost the same thing, but different season-wise. I go with the Italian sausage or the chorizo. There's nothing better than having those things just plump up on your grill, break open, the juices just flowing everywhere, and it's a real filler, man. Number four, got to go with chicken. Grilled chicken, whether it's either marinated for 24 hours, depending on what kind of marinade you want, or check this out, Jeff. Try it. Listeners, try it because it's barbecue season. Take the raw chicken, you wrap it in bacon, and you stuff some fresh parsley right under, uh, excuse me, some fresh rosemary right under that bacon. Cook it like that. Oh, the bacon man. grease, the juices mix. Oh, phenomenal. Getting hungry here. Number three, depending on the way it's seasoned, shrimp. Shrimp on the barbie. Nice. Nothing is better than shrimp on the barbie. 
being well, shrimp wise, being cooked on a barbie. Two, gotta go with the basic hot dog. You could put anything on a hot dog, whether it's chili, whether it's cheese, whether it's just ketchup and mustard, anything. You can't go wrong with a hot dog. What's more American than a hot dog? And number one, the go-to thing for me, it's always a hamburger. I love burgers, whether I put tons of cheese on it, whether I put chili, lettuce, tomato, ketchup, mayonnaise, whatever. You name it, anything can go on a burger, especially if you're putting it into meat. You can mix it up any style you want. Hamburgers are my go-to thing, and that's my number one for my top five favorite food on the Barbie, man. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> I always, uh, I always joke around with the fiance because uh, you know, she likes to eat healthy, healthier, and she always says to me, "Oh, I eat healthy." I'm like, "What do you mean?" I went around the corner to a local cheeseburger place. I had a salad and a burger. You know, lettuce, tomato, onion, hamburger. Him, the salad's right there, it's built right in. Listen, if, <laughs> if you start off your meal with some roughage, it's always a healthy meal. That's how I say. You put it right on there. I said, lettuce, tomato, onions right on the burger. You can't go wrong. The first thing you bite is the roughage, so you're good to go. There you go, man. All right, man. Let's jump right into some music here tonight on The Stoop. And our first track is from Richard Lynch, our guest who's going to be joining us at the 8 o'clock hour tonight. And this song is called A Better Place off his album, A Better Place. We'll see you in about four minutes. way to bring her roses when I got there she wasn't there alone oh it tore my world to pieces to know we'd never be together so I said goodbye and headed off down the road I couldn't see for the tears that rain. I heard the crash and I felt the pain And my life was over just like that But I'm in a better place No more tears on my face Up here above the clouds I can see clearly now She was my reason for living And after all the love Like she's dying to hold me Too bad she waited too late I spent most of my life Just trying to make her love me I can't believe what it took To finally make her look my way The preacher man sends up a prayer Organ music fills the air And a choir sings As they carry me away But I'm in a better place No more tears on my face Up here above 
That's a better place by Richard Lynch, who will be joining us in just a little bit here in the stoop. You know, it, it, I don't know why, man, but his voice and the, and the way he sings and, and just the instrumentals of it, it just really brings me back to uh, to when I was a kid and, uh, you know, going uh, up, you know, really up far north in Pennsylvania where we used to live uh, for a year. It's crazy, man, because they were really into the country stuff up there. And it's crazy, man. It just, uh, it's, it's just the old school, school pure country touch of it, man. Pretty good stuff, man. Yeah, really good. Uh, it's funny, like you said about being a country guy. I'm not a big country music guy, but um, what we've had on the show so far between uh, Madeline, uh, Victoria, Donica Knight, and now uh, Richard Lynch, uh, some good stuff. If you listen to it, and especially when you get to know more about the artist up close and personal, it's uh, it's really good. It's enjoyable stuff. I like it so far. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, man? I feel like what we do here when we bring in the metal artists and then we bring in the country singers, I feel like those are two genres that don't get enough love from the radios, from the networks, from television. So it's nice that we're able to bring them on here and pretty much expose them to our listeners. Listen, are, are we going to tell them, hey, you're going to get millions of fans by being on here? Possibly one day. Um, I would I would like to hope so. You might get a few right now, but I feel like those few are the ones that wouldn't be able to see a Richard Lynch or see a, a, a Lilith from Lilith in the Night or see a Donica Knight or see a Sagan Amory or see Adrenaline or see Madeline Victoria anywhere else right now. Um, even, even though they're pretty much everywhere, they're still, you know, the mainstream networks aren't picking up, you know, these amazing groups and these amazing musicians. So I'm pretty proud of us, man, uh, you know, for always bringing them on here and pretty much exposing, you know, their, uh, you know, their personalities, their talents and their music to uh, all of our listeners, Jeff. So it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's worth taking a shot. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a buddy of mine was talking yesterday before I went to this barbecue, and he said, uh, I've been checking your show out, and he's like, uh, you know, he said, I noticed this uh, Lilith in the night. He's like, uh, are you just hyping it because they're on your show, or are they that good? I'm like, man, give it a shot. They're that good. So he uh, promised me today he's going to be giving them a listen, and uh, my fiance listens now, and i got more people listening to her, and uh, I found myself listening to Sagan and Ed Roman, and uh, a lot of them I, I really like what we have here, not not just because they come on our show. They're classy people. Uh, their stories are great, and their music, you know, their music backs it up. Absolutely, man. And also, Ed Roman, good guy, former guest. Check it out. His new record's coming out soon. Cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of that. And Ed, if you're listening, want it signed, man. I want it signed. All right, man. Let's talk a little sports real quick here on the stoop. We got the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs still going on. The Cleveland Cavaliers have beat the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. They are now in the NBA Finals. And on the Western side of it, just about a night ago, I think now, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder in Game 6, forcing a Game 7, man. And pretty much history has it that the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to win in Game 7, man. What do you think? I got to take history side on this one. Uh, I, I was kind of a, uh, I was watching a game the other night, the Golden State game, and um, I get mad at those people who say that uh, you know Steph Curry isn't the uh, best player in the NBA right now, and Golden State is a uh, one-trick pony. And that team really came out and and really played a outstanding Game Six, and Game Seven is going to be fantastic. I can't help but think that whoever survives this series has got to win it all because it's been a real struggle the whole time. Um, like I said, I thought Toronto would take Cleveland to six, which they did, but it seemed too easy for Cleveland. The East, uh, there's no real tough challenge, uh, and the West just seems better built. So, yeah. uh, 
Whoever wins tonight, I think, wins it all. I'm, yeah, I'm going to turn the table. I'm going to go Golden State. Yeah. I'm going to go OKC, man. I like to see OKC, especially now that you see some of the OKC fans turning on Kevin Durant, which, oh, man, please keep doing that. Chase him out of OKC, man. Hopefully he can find his way on a team like the Knicks. Don't think it'll happen. But it's pretty funny, man. When you got a player like Kevin Durant and he's taking shots, that's the guy you want taking shots, man. He's not really hitting them right now, but you still want that kind of a player taking those shots because he's Kevin Durant, you know? There's only very few people in the league that you want constantly taking shots, whether they're hitting them or missing them, because that's the guy who can spark a win, especially if he starts heating up. And now we have the fans turning on Kevin Durant. Would really love to see OKC go, but if Golden State does, I'm happy with either team beating the Cleveland Cavaliers to win the NBA Finals. As long as the Cavs don't win, and I'm sorry to our friend Dan Gutschmidt from Adrenaline, and I know he lives up in Cleveland. He's a Cavs fan. I just don't want to see the Cavs win. And it's not because of LeBron. I don't mind seeing him win. I really don't anymore anyway. Um, I would love to see a Timothy uh, Mozgov win, a uh, former Nick. Really like him. I don't want to see Jarrah Smith and Iman Chumpert win a, a, a trophy because they're assholes. So, but that's how I feel. So, I go, uh, I'm going to go OKC Game 7, man. So let's Should go. Completely, let's go completely opposite mm-hmm. of each other. Yeah. All right, man. That big penny. What was that? We'll bet that big shiny penny. Big shiny penny. Yeah, we'll bet the penny. Winner gets a penny. Winner gets a penny, man. Or we'll just go to somebody's house with some barbecue. I like it. Free food all around. All right, man. NHL Stanley Cup finals are here, man. The San Jose Sharks took out the St. Louis Blues. I'm upset about it, but. Wouldn't be so bad to see the San Jose Sharks win a cup, man. What do you think? I would love to see the San Jose Sharks win a cup. And, of course, you all know why. Being a Philly guy, I loathe the Penguins. I loathe Pittsburgh. I loathe Penguin fans. And I know some of you is out there that are friends of mine that listen. And, and I, oh, I hate everything Pittsburgh Penguins. It, to my core, the second you pull on that jersey, I absolutely despise you. So, yeah, man. Let's see San Jose in uh, three games. Let's hope they beat him so bad at Pittsburgh and then come back for a fourth. But uh, would, I like would the Sharks, like Scott. Like, I'd love it. I like the Sharks' overall makeup as a team. And uh, I was listening later to Barry Melrose, and he said that the West Coast just has the edge on the East Coast, and San Jose has everything. Uh, Pittsburgh has a lot, but San Jose's got everything. And that's coming from Melrose. I think the goaltending is questionable in San Jose, but I'll give him the edge. I'm going to root for San Jose all the way here. I don't, know. I don't think the goaltending's that bad, man. I just think, uh, you know, they're uh, playing their hearts out, man, and Martin Jones is, uh, you know, doing a decent job. But, uh, you know, listen, man, I would love to see Joe Thornton win a cup, and I would love to see Patrick Marlowe win a cup before he retires. I think this is uh, perfect for this team. they got some really good players in uh, Pavelski. Uh, you know, we just said, uh, you know, uh, Thornton and Marlowe. Brent Burns, phenomenal defenseman. Um, then we got Martin Jones and James Reimer on the goalie side. Logan Couture, great centerman. Uh, would love to see him win a cup. Um, anybody but the Pittsburgh Penguins and Crybaby Sydney and the rest of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins team. Do not want to see them win, man. Not one no, bit. Me neither. Not, not me, not one bit. And that, uh, that Chris Letang, and, oh, that, that guy irks me, man. And I, I want to see Joe Thornton in the beard, man. If he wins the Stanley Cup, he should shave the beard in the cup after they win. You know, they do their tour of the cup. He should shave the beard and all that hair just falls right into the cup, man. Love That's, that's, Love that's pretty gross, man. People drink out of that thing, man. <laughs> well, that's all right. You can wash it out. Got to get the beard in there, though, man. It's, uh, 
that's why you keep the beard for the luck of that cup. So that's absolutely gross, man. All right, man, let's uh, <laughs> swing it over, man. Big, big talk. Lots of rumors going around. Uh, Daniel Craig turned down just a monster, monster, monster deal. Something very, very unheard of um, for movies. Uh, of course, they didn't really announce what it was because uh, I think it would really piss a lot of people off that Daniel Craig turned it down. But he turned down just just a huge deal to be to continue being James Bond. So he's out. It's time uh, to get a new James Bond, and the rumor is that the uh, that the leader for the role so far is Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki in the uh, Marvel Avengers movies. And I gotta say, I'm really intrigued by that. I think Tom Hiddleston is a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. I know we had some rumors about Idris Elba uh, possibly being a uh, the first black James Bond. Um, I, I I really don't know how I feel about that. I think it would be great to have a uh, black somebody, you know, black person playing somebody like James Bond. I think there's a lot of other characters, a lot of other books out there that you could possibly start doing, and I just Elba would be perfect for. It. Phenomenal actor, absolutely love him. But I think James Bond has to go to somebody like a Tom Hiddleston. Jeff, if you had the choice and you were making this decision, who would you want to see be James Bond? And it can't I'll be tell you. you. What I'll, oh, that's, oh, there goes that. All right, on the next topic. No, seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love I love Heidelstein. I'll tell you what. Uh, very rare you see a movie. Um, I know everybody likes the Joker thing in the Batman series, but it's very rare you see a movie where you're rooting for the villain. And let's face it, man, Loki, uh, it's just played amazing. It, and the character's great. And I think you kind of keep that, you know, keep him in a James Bond realm, getting back to that black hair, maybe slick it back a little bit. And, uh, yeah, he's not a, like a rough and tough looking guy, but real smooth. I think it really makes the movie. Um, I was I was joking around. I'm not a big James Bond guy, but I was joking around actually a little while back with saying, you know, maybe maybe take on a female as James Bond. You know, if you're going to change, you're going to go black, maybe go female. And, uh, of course, uh, that uh, Gail Godot uh, Wonder Woman would be my choice. She's fantastic. And I think she'd make a killer uh, Jane Bond or whatever you want to call it. But uh, <laughs> that's somewhere down the line. But yeah, I like uh, Hiddleston. I like the Loki character. I think he'd make a great Bond. I, I don't know, man. See, I, I think it has to stay the way it is. I mean, this is something that was, uh, you know, created in 1953, man. I'm sorry. That's something that, you know, when Casino Royale came out in 1953, the book, we're not talking about the movie, we're talking about the book by Ian Fleming. Um, you know, this is, this is Ian Fleming's image. Um, I, I really do not think, and, and listen, it bothers me. Do I like Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury? Yeah, I think he's done a great job. I think he's taken Nick Fury and made it his own. Um, but I think there's so many other characters out there in the movies where you can make a female or you can make African-American or you can make Asian or you can make Latino or even make Caucasian. You know, because there are, you know, there have been some black characters that, you know, that they, you know, casted a Caucasian for. Um you know, use these characters. There's just a wealth of characters, a wealth of stories, a wealth of books that are deserving to be, be, you know, be made into movies. But I think you need to keep the classics where they're at. That's how I feel. And it's nothing, you know, against, you know, an Idris Elbe or it's nothing against a Tom Heidelstein or it's nothing against even somebody like a Gal Gadot or a Scarlett, you know, Scarlett Johansson. I just think that they really need to start using their minds and start, looking at other characters, man. It just it just it just bugs me and I don't know why. I guess because listen, when I look when I think of Kingpin, I think of 
you know, a big fat white dude. I don't think of a short, muscular black guy like Michael Clark Duncan, may he rest in peace. That's just yeah. how it is, you know. Um, when, when, I, when I think of Captain America, I think of, you know, a, a, a white guy who took the super soldier serum and, you know, he's, he's a big muscular dude that can take on anybody. I don't see Don Cheadle being Captain America. I, that's just that's just the way it is. Um, you know, and at the same time, I don't see a white dude being the Falcon. I don't see a white guy being triathlon if they bring him on. I don't see a white dude being Luke Cage. It's just not the way it is, man, especially if you're a fan of these things. So, yes, I would like to see somebody like Tom Hiddleston be James Bond, and I would love to see somebody come up with just a phenomenal, phenomenal character, um, you know, like an agent or a spy for Idris Elba because he's just a an amazing actor, man, brilliant guy. So, for Tom Hiddleston, man, I hope he gets it. Love the guy, dude. Yeah, I think he'd be great. Um, for me, I mean, I kind of reached my James Bond uh, pinnacle when uh, when they finally got Pierce Brosnan on board. I always thought he was made for that role, and uh, he was good. I, I liked the guy. I liked him as Bond, and uh, he's a good actor. He definitely fit the role. Uh, and Roger Moore seemed Roger Moore was a good James Bond. Just seemed a little too fake in his whole makeup. And uh, uh, to me, I mean, nobody like, was worse than Timothy Dalton and George Lazenby. That's how I feel. Timothy Dalton was terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Yes. And listen, you know what? I Listen, I watched Casino Royale. Wasn't a big fan of it. Watched Quantum of Solace, which I really loved. And that's what really turned me on to Daniel Craig, thinking, oh, man, this guy can actually be a really good James Bond. And it really hit with me and resonated with me watching Quantum of Solace. Didn't get to watch Spectre yet. Really looking forward to seeing that eventually one day soon. But, hey, listen, man, we got four, you know, James Bond movies out of, out of Daniel Craig. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, I think they followed up with Pierce Brosnan with the perfect person for the part, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was that was well done, and you're kind of running out of guys that are James Bond esque, at least that we see on a regular basis in American movies. So I, I like this choice. If this is going to be the choice, I like it. Absolutely. All right, man. We're going to listen to uh, one more song by Richard Lynch, and then we're going to be joined by him. So this song is called "Hoard Your Horses," and we'll see you in about three and a half minutes. Dusted off his chest Opened up the dresser drawer Took out an old robe map She said, please, won't you listen to me I'm at the end of my road He said, I ain't got time to talk right now Babe, I really gotta go And she said
down her face She said, I can't take another lonely night Just praying that you're okay Can't you see this is killing me I can't live like this no more He said, darling, I promise I'll call you tonight As you headed out the door Richard Lynch, who is going to be joining us right this second. Richard, how you doing, man? Hey, Jonathan, doing good. Thanks for having me, sir. Thank you for joining us on this Memorial Day. Are you enjoying your Memorial Day weekend? Oh, we're having a ball. We've, we've played a lot of music around the country this weekend, met a lot of great people, and uh, just loving life. That's perfect. That's great, man. Well, we just listened to two of your tracks, man, and, and listen, we're we're not huge country guys here. We're both city guys, but we love it. I mean, the more we listen to you, the more we become a fan, and uh, as I was telling Jeff just a little bit ago, it kind of brings me back to, you know, like a, like a Randy Travis, and it kind of brings me back to a Waylon Jennings, like that real pure country, and uh, one of my questions I wanted to ask you um, later on, but I'll just get right into it now. Um, pure country. We really, I, I, I feel like we don't really hear as much as we used to. So, is that something that's just like, I don't want to call it a dying breed, but is it starting to go out, or you think it's just getting to come back into popularity again? Well, it's been kind of, uh, it's been kind of by the wayside for quite a while now, but mm-hmm. it hasn't lost its appeal. It hasn't lost its interest. Just haven't hasn't had so much of a market, but yeah. the the people are really looking forward to having that genuine tra- traditional country back, and and I, I'm a testimony to that. We're we're playing this traditional stuff, and people are just, you know, loving it. And um, and there's a lot of folks out there that's missing it. So I think it's time to head head back toward the traditional sound. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, because that was you know that was a real big thing. You know, you know, we can throw out names like George Jones and. You know, all of those guys, do you think it started to, you know, really go out a little bit as those guys started to get older and some of them started to pass away and not a lot of the youth was, you know, taking it up or? Well, you know, there's probably a lot of that there, but, you know, a lot of it is just the industry. They they found a way that they knew that country music was a, a seller, a success. Yeah. So 
the rest of the genres are trying to infiltrate into that country music. And now it's to the point where it's been infiltrated almost exclusively and that the traditional sound are being harder and harder to find. But mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that there's any less interest. Yeah. It's just that they need to have have some folks out there to give it that big hurrah again and get the mainstream on board. And I, you know, I think there's a lot of folks that would love to hear that again. I know there is. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. We definitely do. Uh, we just listened to uh, a better place, which is one of your latest singles, um, and we really love it here. You have a who's who's list of people basically playing on this song. Uh, take us, you know, into the track. Um, you know, what's it about? And, uh, you know, just take us into how you wrote it and, and just made it come to life. Well, uh, my friend Billy Yates wrote the song. He, uh, You mentioned George Jones earlier. He wrote a lot of songs for George Jones. I don't need your rocking chair and choices and on and on and on and on. Well, Billy wrote the song, A Better Place, and I had an opportunity to uh, have him produce and uh, and actually do some co- co-recording and stuff with me on this CD and he sent me lots and lots of songs, but that's one of the songs that I knew as soon as I heard it that mm-hmm. there's no guesswork. This song had to be on my CD. And in order to answer your question, you know, the the fact that it, it's so heartfelt, mm-hmm. when you hear that song, I mean, it captures your attention. You know, you, you're talking about somebody's absolute uh, emotions all wrapped up in this song here. And... Um, you know, when you get a chance to hear somebody truly, someone's a true, true emotions come out of a song, and you know whether whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, country music is about real, live, everyday, honest to goodness feelings. So that song was so well written, I just knew I had to get it on my CD. And um, uh, the, the the better place, you know, you if you sit back and listen, you can just put yourself in a in a whole different world and you can listen to what the guy's feeling and it just so masterfully wrote. I just I'm mesmerized by that song. Mm. No, it's a it's a wonderful song and that's why we, we really just played it as one of the first things because just listening to it, to me I think it's a perfect song for Memorial Day too. You know, thinking of all the troops and, you know, all the people we lost and we like to think of them in a better place. So that really uh you know, resonated and it was it was it was a perfect tune for tonight. Absolutely phenomenal track. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the latest album. Well, this latest album is, is entitled A Better Place. We have had an immense amount of success with it. Um, it our very first release was uh, earlier in this year, and uh, it, we, it, it uh, debuted at number one in Europe. Awesome. And cur- currently we, we are being played in 32 countries around the world on really a strong rotation now. Um, the, uh, the, it's just amazing that an old farm boy from southwestern Ohio is getting this kind of success. And, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that I had this opportunity and people like you guys that, you know, that play our music and give us this opportunity, you have no idea how much we appreciate the fact that what you guys do for us. No. And listen, we, we, we appreciate you making the music. So, you know, it's <laughs> great that you. we're, you know, that, you know, and, and like me and Jeff were just talking about just a little bit ago, we were talking about how there's two genres and, and that's country and that's pretty much hard rock and heavy metal that we think don't really get enough love from the uh, major players. And uh, it's, it's, it's nice that we're able to expose our listeners to, you know, 
a person like yourself in your music because we think it it should be out there and it should be you know going around. So thank you for letting us you know play your music uh, to our listeners. You know, it really means a lot to us. Um, well, thank you once again. And your your listeners are you know they're 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 the whole reason we get to do this thing. We get to mm-hmm. meet these folks and shake and howdy and. And uh, I mentioned earlier, we did three shows this Memorial Day weekend, and it's amazing that the wonderful people out there that uh, because of the music, they make their own connections, and they, you know, everybody hears a song in their own way, and they get to hit, they get to resonate it, and they get to be part of that song for just that three and a half minutes, and uh, it's neat to be in their life for that little bit of short time, and mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of get away from all your troubles and all your cares, and and let, let a song take you someplace. It, what's a Pretty magical event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so now talking about doing some shows, June 10th, you're at the Nashville Palace in Nashville, Tennessee, and June 11th, keeping a country farm in Waynesville, Ohio, both shows with Confederate Railroad. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, you know, looked at your calendar and your website, and um, you know, if we bill Donica Knight as the busiest woman in uh, in, in business right now, we're going to bill you as the busiest guy in business because those dates, I mean. I just I had to keep scrolling down and down and down, and you're playing a lot of stuff. So now, do you love being out there and playing and, and, and you know, going on tour and stuff, or do you really prefer to be in studio and writing music? What's, you know, what, what drives you better? and or, or is it both? Which one, you know, we just like to know. You know, I, I, I love the, the live music more than anything, to be able to resonate with the people and, and to be able to, to – you know, to capture that crowd, and you know, I, it's it's a it's a high, it's a it's a a form of expression that I I can't get anywhere else in life. So I absolutely love to live to be in the live performance. But yeah. that being said, um, sit down and write a song. I just can't do it. I have to have an inspiration. So every now and then, the songs that I write is something that that I've lived and felt, and uh, it's taken a while to kind of capture that. So every now and then, by the grace of God, I'll hear an inspiration come in my head. I'll hear a tune, and i got to stop and write it right there, or I lose it. It goes away. So the, 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 my favorite place is to be on stage and performing with the people, but when I get the inspiration to write something, I stop, and I make sure I do that because it just goes away so quickly for me. But uh, it's just something I absolutely love to do, and uh, you know, there's a lot of talented people out there that that you know I have been able to meet thanks to the, my ability to you know meet people and be in this industry. Because man, there's a lot of folks out there that's loving what we're doing, and they're sending us good songs to listen to. It's just a wonderful life right now. Yeah, no, that sounds perfect. So, how did you get into playing country music? Was it just a passion growing up? Did you just love you know listening to certain artists? You know what? What basically drove you to being a country singer? Well, I um, my dad was a well-renowned traditional country singer. I mean, just an incredible singer. He played with a lot of folks like uh, Bobby Bear and Glenn Campbell and the Osborne Brothers and all those folks from that era. And I grew up listening to my dad and listening to you know that music in our household. Mm-hmm. And I knew at a young age I, that's something I really wanted to do. And by the time I was eight years old, my dad allowed me to get up on the stage with him and, and sing and perform, and I was bit by the country music bug. I just knew that's something that I, I couldn't I couldn't live without. I had to do it. So at a young age, I was inspired that 
by my dad to play this country music. That's awesome. That's awesome stuff. Well, hey, can you stick with us for a little bit? Because we want to play one more of your songs, and then we want to talk to you a little bit more. Is that okay? Absolutely. Great. Oh. Okay. So right now, it's going to look out below by Richard Lynch right here on The Stoop, and we'll be right back with Richard Lynch right after this. Seriously. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's great. That's what country music's supposed to do, right there. It's it's supposed to, and it's great. You know, it's it's when I first heard that song, like I said, we're not we're not monster country guys, you know. But I've been getting it, and you know, I really like Randy Travis growing up, um, you know, and that was as, as pure country as I got. You know, a few things from Waylon Jennings and stuff like that. But as I got older, you know, now I'm really into like, you know, Casey Musgraves really brought me back into listening to a little bit of more country music. Uh, ab- absolutely uh-huh. fell in love with her music. But when I listened to this song, kind of reminded me like, you know, like the whole boot scootin' boogie, you know, Brooks and Dunn and 
the whole line dancing thing. So yeah, you know, it was, it was really making me tap my feet. I really, really enjoyed that song. It's, it's a great one. Well, thank you guys. You know, like I said earlier, you know, I can record stuff and be in the studio and do all this stuff, but if it wasn't for you guys playing our tunes and giving us the opportunity, man, I'd be in trouble. So I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So now I have to ask you this. Um, you're pretty much a farmer by trade, right? Yep. I've, I've been farming about all my life. Like I say, I grew up on an old farm and uh, just kind of something that's evolved uh, the music is the music is part of the farm life, the country life. It's just real. It's real genuine. What you see, what you get. I like to work on the farm and bailing the hay and taking care of the horses. And my wife loves her donkeys. And so, you know, when we're out doing the road thing, I have people, neighbors and family members, take care of the livestock and stuff. So, thank mm-hmm. goodness for them. We we wouldn't be able to do the music thing as much. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, listen, I'm a city guy, born and raised in New York City. We, li- I, I live in Philly now. Jeff lives in Philly. He's a city guy, too. My dream um, is to move down south to South Carolina and to actually have a mini farm. You know, that's something my wife and I want to do. So I have to ask you this now because I don't get to talk to too many farmers. Um, so, you know, what's one thing I can expect from, you know, from basically a life-altering move like that, from going into what I do now into, you know, running a mini farm? Well, you're going to be pulling weeds, having sore muscles, and being always tied down to taking care of livestock. (laughs) Which is fine because, listen, I pull weeds now. I pull weeds now and I have sore muscles, but I feel like if I do it on my own farm, I'm going to have something to show for it, actually. So. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. You know, it, it's nothing better than and more gratifying than to be on the farm here and uh, see your crop grow and, you know, be able to harvest them at that hay. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just something that you – that it, if you're into something and you've been around something, it's, it's a sense of accomplishment. You know, we, we get to raise our crop and sell our – and sell our crop and and uh, sell these little baby horses and it's just it's just something that we love doing and love being around. Um, I was born into it, but I I sure appreciate the lifestyle. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a lifestyle I, I'm 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 really obsessed with. Um, you know, I just uh, like I said, it's it's a dream of mine. It's a dream of my wife's to just you know own a mini farm. I'm not looking you know to go crazy and you know hundreds of hundreds even up to thousands of acres. You know, a nice little twenty to thirty acre farm. Uh, some chickens here, some chickens there. So yeah, it's it's it was cool. So once I read that that you were a farmer, it's you know something I really was looking forward to asking you about because uh, as I said, we you know we're we're from this city. We don't get to talk to too many farmers. So so it's just well, a great lifestyle. Country, for me, country music was just it was just a natural way because you know I was born in life on the the, the farm. So the country mm-hmm. music was just another another natural. And a way to go because it's just something I lived and something I enjoyed and just being around that lifestyle made me comfortable and that's just something I really love being around. No, it's a beautiful thing. So now uh, before we let you go, let's ask you this. Where can our listeners and hopefully brand new fans of Richard Lynch uh, find out a little bit more about you? Where can they find out where you're going to be playing and uh, pretty much how to get your album? Well, if you go to richardlynchband.com You'll see all our uh, all our different um, social media outlets where the where we're playing our our schedule. You can scroll down and see all the different various uh, ways to purchase our music. Um, you made mention earlier that we're going to be playing uh, uh, with Confederate Railroad at the uh, mm. the Palace Club there in Nashville, the tenth. That is going to be a huge event. Um, I know there's a lot of folks making plans to get down and see us that night. Um, 
and, and like I say, for those folks that make the make the trek down to the CMA Fest for the for the Nashville's Country Music Association, we'd love to meet all the people we can because that is a lot of fun down there. And uh, for the folks that's north of the Mason-Dixon line, the next night we'll be back at our farm. So looking forward to having everybody playing and seeing us up here where we're playing at our Keep It a Country Farm in Waynesville, Ohio. But just go to richardlynchband.com, and you'll see all the, the go-to sources, where to find where we're at and what we're doing and all that good, good stuff. Awesome stuff. Well, Richard, seriously, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Your music is absolutely phenomenal, and uh, seriously, sky is up, man. Thanks, Jonathan, and thanks to all your great listeners. Maybe we'll cross paths out there somewhere soon. Definitely. Thank you so much. You have a great night, Richard. Bye-bye now. Thanks. That was uh, Richard Lynch, man. Really, just a a really nice guy, man. Another Michael Stover guy. What can we say, right? Yeah, Michael Stover brings uh, the great acts. Classy, uh, fun, funny. Has some good stories now, man. Has laughing. We we like that more than anything. I said, keeping it low key and keeping it real. Like, yeah, what's on his mind? Not what corporate America wants him to say, but what he feels. And that's what we do here, man. It was great. Good laughs as always, and good stories. Mm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And and listen, like I said. It, it, I was sitting here tapping my feet, and you wrote me, and you said uh, you literally got out of your chair uh, for his last song, Look Out Below, that we just listened to, man. Yeah, I got up. I, I was enjoying it. Like I said, um, being a city guy, I'm not overly exposed to country, but that was great, man. I got up and uh, a little dance right on the corner. I liked it. Really good stuff, right. man. It makes you feel good. Yeah, it really does. So let's listen to one more track by Richard Lynch of the Richard Lynch Band right here on the stoop. We'll be back in a little under three minutes and this song is called You Show Me Yours
man, Richard Lynch. You show great me time. yours. Great. Seriously, man, it's he's 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 great. The more and more I listen to his music, the more and more I sit here and I'm bobbing my head, I'm tapping my feet, I'm clapping my hands, I'm having a good time over here, man. It's great music, man. What a great musician. Yeah, I like it a lot. Really do. Um a lot of fun, good songs, man. Really glad he came on tonight. Perfect. Yeah, no, we had a good time with Richard Lynch. So you can check him out at Richard Lynch Band. Dot com, uh, June 10th in Nashville Palace in Nashville, Tennessee, and June 11th, uh, back at his farm at the Keep It A Country Farm in Waynesville, Ohio. Both shows will be with Confederate Railroad, so check them out. And if not, go to richardlynchband.com, and you can check out his calendar, and you can see all of his future events. He's the busiest guy in show business. Uh, seriously, you'll uh, you'll see when you look at the calendar of, uh, of events for the Richard Lynch Band. It's amazing how many shows they're going to be playing this year. Uh, so, uh, seriously, thank you to Richard Lynch for joining us tonight. Uh, really had a great time tonight, Jeff. Uh, it was a special Memorial Day show. And before we leave, got to throw this out there, man. Um, I had the pleasure a couple of years back of meeting Mickey Dolans and Peter Tork of the legendary Monkees, um, two of the nicest guys I, I have ever met. Uh, I have pictures with them, and it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal meeting. And it's weird getting to meet People you basically grew up on, Jeff. Uh, you know, I grew up now listening to the Monkees music. Of course, it was before my time it came out, but the reruns of the old Monkees TV show, which was hilarious, um, you know, of course, it was always on TV up in New York City. So, of course, you know, my parents were big Monkees fans. They had the vinyls, and I used to play them when I was a kid and, you know, just have a good time with them. And they're, you know, absolutely phenomenal uh, musicians, and it was great to be able to meet them. But they just released a new album, Mickey Dolan's Peter Tork, Peter Nesmith, unfortunately. Uh, Davy Jones passed away a few years prior. Uh, God rest his soul. Great guy. But they just released a new album called Good Times just a couple of days ago, man. Isn't that phenomenal that the Monkees just released a new record at their ages? It's pretty cool. It's cool to have him back, and uh, it's good to see like Mike Nesmith took on like a full time role because before he was just a little spot player. Uh, yes. He, yeah, I remember he left them back when the uh, the family fortune got big. I believe the mother invented the thing whiteout, so uh, mm-hmm. he kind of made his way away from the band, and uh, now he's yep. back. Yes, Davey's going unfortunately, but Mike's back, and Peter and Mickey, and I always like Mickey. I always loved the Monkees. I used to watch it faithfully, and. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I want to hear some stuff from it. I'm going to check it out. And uh, hopefully it makes yeah. a big splash. These guys get one more go around. Yeah, absolutely, man. I cannot wait to listen to it, man. And hopefully I get to listen to it soon. Um, hey, you never know. Maybe we'll have one of them here live on the stoop. You never know. You never if not, know. we could find, uh, we could find uh, Amy Dolan's. Love her. Remember her, the actress? Yes, absolutely. I think yeah. uh, her and I, I think I think there was another sister. They do a furniture company uh, with Mickey Dolan's. He makes all uh, his furniture by hand in his uh, wow. garage, and they do. I think it's called Dolan's Furniture. If I'm not mistaken, if I if I am, uh, sorry to Mickey Dolan's and family. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I believe Amy is doing it with them. I'm not. Yeah, it's called Dolan's and Daughters Fine Furniture. It's dolansanddaughters.com in Los Angeles. Uh, check it out. Really cool stuff, man. I got to see uh, some of the furniture he made. It's awesome stuff. Absolutely, man. So we got some great, great shows coming up next Monday, June uh, June 6th, I believe it is. Uh, the original Gata herself, Monique Dupree, is going to be joining us. Actress, wrestling valet is going to be here. We're going to get to talk to her and hang out with her for a bit. She's a trip, man. She's a really cool uh, lady, and uh, it's it's going to be a good show. June 13th, actor Dominic Pace. 
who's also a very good friend of ours here at the Stoop, will be joining us. And July 25th from Better Off Dead, you know her as Monique. You know her as the princess in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Diane Franklin is going to be stopping by and hanging out with us, man. July 25th, we're really looking forward. uh, Well, listen, we look forward to all of our shows, but really looking forward to July 25th with Diane Franklin. And uh, I wonder if she'll talk in her French accent for us. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because I was uh, searching through the uh, the guide earlier for TV, and uh, Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure is on tonight. So I'm actually going to watch some of nice. that and watch Diane. Uh, nice. I'm, I'm excited for Monique. I think we planned that pretty cool uh, June 6th, like the, the Day of the Devil 666. Monique is, uh, was voted one of Playboy Magazine's top 25 scream queens. So she's a horror actress and the ballet and she's got a lot of cool stuff i mean to follow her on on facebook and all her videos are great and she's entertaining and uh dominic pace a uh, guy quickly becoming a uh, good friend of ours very interested yeah. in the show and what we do here so uh, hey man i'm, I'm amped for everybody and uh, we've got more great guests coming up june's gonna be big may ended Absolutely. big june's gonna start big as well yeah and we got some guests on the back burner just waiting to uh find you know hammer some things out with them and uh One's one's really big in a, in a very 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 popular show right now, so we're really looking forward to that. Hopefully everything works out. We're just dotting our eyes and crosses our t's and making sure everything uh, falls into place with uh, some of these future guests. But yes, uh, June sixth, the original God of Monique Dupree. June thirteenth, actor Dominic Pace, and July twenty fifth, actress Diane Franklin from Better Off Dead, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and The Last American Virgin. Gonna be some good stuff here at the stoop, Jeff. You excited? Oh yeah, I'm always excited. Just the, the stories alone, these guys, these, these folks are gonna tell us, and uh, you know, getting to meet people that you watch and, uh, like I say, sometimes grew up with and, and watch all the time. They're, they're gonna be here telling us what it's all about and a low key, fun atmosphere, and we're gonna laugh and tell stories. And uh, me and you are gonna top five list it, and we're doing it, man. If, if you're not listening in, you're missing out, and uh, I will personally beat. Every one of you I'm friends with that doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> as long as you're excited, remember, you must be excited. Jeff's over there doing his potty dance. Definitely. Exciting, exciting stuff Always. going on here uh, at the Stoop. So once again, thank you to uh, the awesome and amazing, super nice and classy Richard Lynch for joining us tonight and uh, for letting us have the honor and the privilege of playing uh, some of his music. Um, seriously, thank you so much. Um, and we'll be back Monday night. And once again, super, super thank you, our deepest thoughts, our deepest condolences, and just always remembering the amazing troops, the men, the women, and, of course, all the service animals as well uh, who gave their lives uh, for us to be able to do what we do. Um, because, hey, if it wasn't for you, who knows? We might not be able to do podcasts. Uh, every Monday and Thursday night here at the Stoop. Uh, we might be doing something completely different, or we might not even be here at all. So please, to everybody listening, remember the troops, uh, the ones living, the ones uh, that have long been passed on, and uh, seriously, thank thank them. If you see a vet just walking around a store wearing a hat, thank them for their service. Ask them if you can help them, because they did a lot for us. So now it's time to – well, it should have been time long ago, but seriously – give back um, because that's what it's all about. So once again, thank you, Richard Lynch. And uh, thank you to my buddy, Jeff Perini. Great show, man. Awesome show as always. Thank you, vets. Thank you, Richard Lynch. Thank you, uh, Jonathan. And uh, thank you listeners, man. Uh, Like I said, Monday's a tough day to look forward to, but I always look forward to Mondays 
and getting to do this and uh, makes it well worthwhile. Thank you all very much. Absolutely. And we'll see you all Monday night with the original Agata, Monique Dupree. Have a good night. Happy Memorial Day. Good night, folks.